So it is the eve of the Rise of Skywalker, and I feel like we're finally getting a scrap of the story that we deserve to get in The Force Awakens. I have been extremely critical of the pre uh, the sequel trilogy in a way that most people might not accept or like or whatever, but, you know, I'm my own man. I'm going to do things my way. So I wanted to get The Rise of Kylo Ren because I want to know more about this guy, and it's going to be a miniseries, and he and Luke will be together in it, and I want to know what the heck's going on. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read through the credits real quick because I picked this up in part because it is written by Charles Soule, who did a really good job on the Lando comic, and I haven't read enough of his uh, Vader 2 comic, which it's dumb the way Marvel named it, um, and it's also dumb that it came out after the initial uh, acquisition, reacquisition of Star Wars comics by Marvel, um, because they went after A New Hope, and then the second Vader series is after his fall, and it's getting into him as a character and his motivations and whatever, so that's really dumb, really lame, but... What are you going to do? So the writer is Charles Soule. The artist is Will Sliney. I like the art. Guru Effects is the color artist. I don't know what that means. I, I got to look into that. Um, or Guru EFX. And then Travis Lanham is a letterer. Uh, the cover artist was Clayton Crane. And I like the cover. It's simple. It's direct. Um, it doesn't really evoke what's going on in the comic itself. But uh, it's, you know, it's attention grabbing because it's got, you know, Vader on it. And then Ren standing, or Kylo, I should say. Kylo standing in front of him. And uh, it's about, you know, what made this guy into the uh, the guy he became. And let's see, I don't have anything else to say about the cover, so I'm going to move on to the interior. Uh, so, well, anyway, uh, the thing about this comic that's interesting to me uh, is that it sets up an interesting... It actually sets up the Knights of Ren, who they are, what they do, what their purpose is, in a very limited fashion. Uh, and that is to say, uh, it shows that they are this band of killers who have to have proficiency in the force or some, you know, the feel of the force, which they call the shadow. And, uh, they have to be willing to, uh, murder people. And, uh, besides that, we don't really learn much except I guess maybe they're all about destruction. Uh, while I do like Charles Soule as a writer, and I think he did a great job with Lando, Lobot, with <laughs> the Panther people that were in that, uh, comic, um, and even I think he got to get, well, no, the city's dialogue, it was so minimal, anybody could have written it well. Anyway, um, but, uh, he gave pathos to Lobot and Lando, which was incredible, something I did not expect, and I thought the dialogue was all pretty good in that comic. Oh, there was the Ugnaught too, which, did the Ugnaught speak in... English and basic? I can't remember that. Anyway, um, so the thing is that the dialogue from the Knights of Ren is lame. Uh, it feels like they're trying to be so cool and so edgy because they're so dark. And they're so dark, they're just obsessed with the darkness and they want to make things darker. In fact, that's why they burn things. So Because when things get burned, they become dark like them and their souls. And uh, soul, Mr. Charles, like... I'm not trying to give you too hard of a time, but uh, I figured I, I should roast this in the tradition of other, you know, people who do comic book reviews on YouTube and such. Anyway, but yeah, I think there's legitimately, um, you know, like, poor dialogue. And, uh, you know, people want to get all over uh, Lucas and the prequels for having crappy dialogue. Well, this comic doesn't have much better dialogue. But uh, the interesting thing about comics, much like film, is they are a visual medium. And uh, 
I have to say hats off to Sliney. Sliney? 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 Anyway, the artist does a really good job. Uh, as much as I don't like the uh, Knights of Edgelords, or the Edgelords of Wren, uh, they come off really well. Uh, the way that the action is choreographed uh, is fantastic. Uh, and I mean, they just, they look good. Like the, the form, like, I don't know if this, if, if Slaney's tracing or like, I want to say, uh, hold on. <laughs> let me be uh, politically correct. I want to say Slaney isn't tracing, uh, but, um, like he could have been, I mean, maybe he's just a really good artist, which I think is the case. Um, uh, even like people, the security guys like laying on the floor dead, um, like it's a good, like, you know, it's good work and the environments look really good. They're very, um, evo not evocative. They're very distinct. Um, so that's really cool. Um, but yeah, the art's good. The coloring's really good. Uh, the Jedi, uh, man, I gotta say, I don't know what to say about the Jedi. It, well, anyway, I have a whole, I have a whole thing. I could, I could talk about the Jedi for a long, 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 long time, but, uh, basically the story uh, you know, I'm not even gonna spoil the story. Um, I, or I'm not gonna give great details on the story because you should go read this comic for sure. I don't know why it took me so dang long to say that, but you should be reading this comic. Uh, I really enjoy the conflict between the Jedi who confront Ben Solo after the destruction of the temple and after the uh, fight with Luke. Now, a some of the stuff with the... Uh, there's an element in the story where Ben and the three Jedi, uh, none of them can feel Luke in the Force. And if this is going to lead into how he cut himself off from the Force, I have a hard time believing that he cut himself off instantly and that it wasn't after um, everything that went down. I, after some time of reflection, after seeing the temple destroyed. But we do get an interesting um, insight. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to spoil that. We do get an interesting insight into... You really see, and I felt a ton of sympathy for Ben Solo in this comic because uh, he does have a voice speaking in his head. I'm going to give you one spoiler, uh, and I'll, I'll wait a couple seconds. Here's a, here's a really cool ship that looks like a cross between the Ebon Hawk and the Millennium Falcon, which was pretty pleasing to me, which I mean, you could argue the Millennium Falcon, or the Ebon Hawk's a ripoff of, of the Millennium Falcon, and I, I wouldn't fight you on it. Um, but it looks like if like the two of them had a baby, uh, that's what the ship would look like. And that's pretty cool. And actually, the Jedi... Um, they have these ships that are kind of like B-wings that are, uh, pretty cool, actually. Like a cross between the, a B-wing and, like, the Twilight <laughs> from Clone Wars. Anyway, that's pretty cool. But, um, regardless of that, uh, we get to see how nuanced Ben is. Like, you, you understand why he would attack Luke and why he killed him. He felt like he had to kill him in that moment. And, uh, according to himself, uh, he did the right thing. And then he goes, and this is the big spoiler, when he goes and seeks counsel from, well, one more thing, <laughs> as he's leaving, uh, these Jedi pursue him, and he has an opportunity to kill them, he disables their engine, and one of them, who was vehemently, or who was like, we gotta kill this guy, basically, um, is proven wrong. Uh, she realizes that Ben did show restraint, did show mercy, and that he used his talents as a pilot and a starfighter and his, uh, probably, you know, his connection with the Force to uh, gently uh, incapacitate them, incapacitate them, so that he could get away. Um, because he just needs time. There's so much going on, and the the story, what's going on with Ben is happening in such a compressed fashion that it's understandable why people would act a fool and why they would uh, do things. But 
uh, I think these Jedi were failing. He he told them that they, he <laughs> accuses them. He says at one point, you're not Jedi uh, because you're afraid. And I thought, that's an excellent point, my boy. Like, you got it. And I'm, I'm not sympathetic. To Ky- like, I do not like Kylo Ren. I, or I like Kylo Ren in spite of myself. Like, there's so many things about the set of this character um, and his story that I dislike. But, I mean, Soul did a good job of, huma- of, of humanizing this guy and making him feel for him. Anyway, one other thing I want to highlight. There's a cool shot where uh, when he actually goes to shoot them, for some reason when, when Ben gets on the ship, he like throws a blanket on himself. But, you know, I guess space is cold and Skywalkers are especially susceptible to that. Um, but uh, also he puts on these gloves that have like wrappings on them that are reminiscent of the rest of his uh, suit uh, or the sleeves on his uh, Knights of Ren uh suit or armor or costume or whatever you want to call it clothing i guess uh which that's i didn't like that i, I thought that was kind of lame but it is kind of cool because it um it evokes the imagery from the films whether you like them or not uh and it's nice that there's that connection that like the way he's even hitting the buttons the way his, you know position where his hands are on the um i don't know what you call those the so the joysticks or whatever in the ship uh it, it looks good and it all works visually. It feels very visually cohesive, uh, if not a little, you know, silly that it's, you know, blending in with, you know, the, the movies right away, uh, even after this stuff just happened. But um, there is, I don't know, there is an interesting moment. Oh, I can understand. So, yeah, I, I said I'm not going to spoil that, except for this one factor, which I will spoil, because uh, this is a pretty pretty dope comic so far, uh, and I, I like it. Anyway, um, if I didn't tell you already that you should go get it, you should definitely go get it. Which I'm pretty sure I did. So, uh, Ben, instead of going home to Hosnian Prime to see Leia, to see Han, maybe, because uh, you would think Han would be there right now. Whew, anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I really don't like how vague they're being, and I feel uh, I'm, I'm ignoring them. I'm talking about the comic. We get this really dope planet which has uh, like this hexagonal pattern, like a hex pattern of what I can only assume is like shielding all around it and then there's flora and fauna in it and there's like a, at one point we see a, a, you know a pole we see like something it's real rocky and craggy but it could be a tree and then there's like branches coming out from the planet or almost roots and they're wrapping around the rings that are uh enveloping this planet and it looks super dope um so hats off to whoever came up with that idea and then uh what um Sliny for executing it because that looks beautiful. Anyway, uh, then we get to see the appearance of none other than uh, Mr. Snoke. Mr. Snoke the florist. Uh, <laughs> Snoke's in uh, green and brown robes. He looks like a like an earth wizard or something. And he's got a crazy like leather hat on. And uh, he's in like a. Vir- if you've ever seen a statue of the Virgin Mary, he's like in the Virgin Mary pose, like with arms wide open, just waiting to welcome Ben in. And uh, there's an. It's really cool uh, on the main picture where he shows up. I'm pretty sure his throne in the Last Jedi uh, is in that room, and he sits up there and you know does whatever dark side stuff he does in the room. Uh, but he and Ben have kind of an interesting discussion. Ben comes over to him. And Snoke hugs him, and after a little while <laughs> of holding him, uh, Ben hugs him back. And then uh, they have a discussion about, you know, Snoke thinks that Luke is actually still alive, and that he wouldn't be that easy to kill. And he asks Kylo what he wants to do now. And Ben looks at him, and he tells him that he's actually been thinking about the Knights of Ren. 
Um, one of my favorite things about Star Wars is I think it feels like the uh, the trip through hyperspace takes long enough that it, it gives people opportunities to think about exactly what they're going to do or have you know downtime or whatever. And I imagine that as he was traveling to go see Snoke in his uh, nursery, um, his you know plant nursery, uh, that he thought about um, everything that was going on. Uh, and the fact that maybe now he wanted everything to burn and become black like his soul or whatever. But, I don't know. I don't know why. Let me see. He said, I've been thinking about the Knights of Ren. Does that mean he wants to go out and kill all the Knights of Ren? Or he wants to become one of them? It's com kind of complicated. It's unclear. And, I don't know. I like where it's going. It made me excited, actually, for the next one and to know what's happening. Um, and another interesting thing. The way Snoke looks, that Pablo Hidalgo of the Lucasfilm story group told us like three years ago was a congenitive defect or that's just how he was born. Um, ben in this asks Snoke or says to Snoke, Oh, look, look what, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker did to you. And, um, <laughs> Snoke responds with like, Oh, look what he did to you, dude. Um, you know, trying to kill you, drive you out, whatever. And, uh, I just got to say, uh, again, buy this comic. It's good or, or, you know, get it through whatever means you deem necessary and, and proper, um, just like the government. Uh, but I do not understand for the life of me why these people don't have their act together, why they're not telling a consistent story. And I will no longer believe the corporate lies that these people have, uh, everything under their control because clearly they don't based on the uh, lies that they've told us, the lies of the Jedi. Or maybe I should say, The Lies of the Lucasfilm Story Group. Anyway, thanks for sticking with me. Check out mjmunoz.com for more of my work. I'm an aspiring author who will gladly accept your financial support through coffee, or you can buy merch from my Redbubble store. Swinging Through Comics can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and mjmunoz.com STC. Relevant links are in the show notes. If you had a good time, like and share this. Subscribe to that bell to catch me next time I'm Swinging Through Comics. And by the way, uh, questions for you. What did you think about this comic? Did you like it? Do you think it gives enough? Do you think it um, is engaging? And would you have liked to have seen something like this before The Force Awakens? I'm just wondering, because I sure would have. Anyway, I'm out of here.